0: All right, before we get started here, guys, make sure to check out Green Mountain Dental Group. If you're in the Denver area, if you're looking for a dentist, a lot of us at DNVR go to Green Mountain Dental Group uh, to get our teeth cleaned, get cavities filled, get our wisdom teeth out. They're great at what they do. Uh, They're great people. They care about you as a customer. Schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with Green Mountain Dental Group today. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush. Top line electric toothbrush that's gonna to last you a really long time. Schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with Green Mountain Dental Group today. Get a free Sonic Air toothbrush. What is up? Welcome in to the DMVR Nuggets Podcast. Thursday edition of the show we are presented of course by DraftKings Sportsbook make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DNVR when you sign up I am Harrison Wynn joined virtually tonight by two of my best pals in the world I mean uh, what? i gonna come out and say wow. two of my really good buddies
1: I feel like you don't
0: mean that but you got stuck on the intro and
1: absolutely cool. and then yeah, you you didn't know what to say. And you just turned it up to eleven. I love it. Yeah, dude yeah, we, you We're you to yeah. that.
0: You guys, you listeners, may have heard of them. It's Eric Weedham. You know him as D Line, and it's Brendan Vote. What's up, fellas? Let's freaking go, dude! I, didn't, I just I'm I'm beaming. I don't know what to do with myself right now. Yeah, you know that's how I make sure to get you guys engaged <laughs> on the pod. <laughs> g- Got to throw out a really big compliment like that, and then you guys are in.
1: You guys are locked in now. Look at me. I I I, I had no energy. Now I have nothing but energy. <laughs>
2: I'm just I'm just happy to be here, guys. I saw Eric at the bar earlier. I was like, what's this guy doing here? I was like, oh, he works here now. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I do. I do. You if if anybody wants to see me at the bar, uh, they probably can't because I now work in a weird little back room that uh, doesn't (laughs) that's not viewable by the bar, but I may slink in and out to get a coffee if I'm feeling tired. I love
0: it. Yeah. Eric's definitely putting in the most hours at the office, like by far right now. Dude, I'm crushing everyone.
1: I'm freaking built for this. I'm just uh, just meant to be at a desk from the hours that I'm told to start to the hours I'm allowed to stop. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're doing a pretty good job. You're doing Thanks, a pretty bro. good job. Appreciate yeah. that.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, on today's show, we got some news items to get to right off the bat. The all-rookie teams are out, so we can bitch and moan about Faku not making uh, one of those teams. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Uh, some other news items, Nicole Jokic not playing in the Olympics. We'll touch on that as well. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, I don't even know if they still exist as an organization after the last <laughs> couple of days.
1: <laughs> the vibes um, are evaporating.
0: Yeah, the vibe is nice. definitely not immaculate in Dallas. <laughs> and uh, so we'll touch on that, and then we'll get to some questions. We'll do a little mailbag over the second half of the show. Uh, sound good, guys? Let's I'm go. with it, man. Let's go. Uh, so first up, like I said, some news on the Nuggets front. The All-Rookie teams were announced today. Faku Camposo missing out on the All-Rookie second team barely. And I mean just barely. He had 42 total points. Uh, three first team votes, 36 second team votes. Uh, he missed out by eight points uh, to Patrick Williams, who uh, was voted to the last spot on the all-rookie second team. How mad are you about this vote on a scale of one to 10?
2: Well, I have a follow-up question for you. Do they just do top five vote getters for rookie team, or is it by position?
0: It's just top five vote getters, mm. which is the right way it should be done. Sure. You know? and, and following that,
2: then you start to get a little like ah, i think faku should have snuck on this team to be honest i think second team all rookie i'm actually not just doing a homer bit when I mean, if you look at his impact in the final third of the season like faku played a lot faku ended up impacting this team positively quite a lot and i'm not sure how many names on that list could really help a team as a starter win a first round playoff series yeah. so it, it's legitimate beef um at the same time i have to wonder to what extent faku only being a rookie by technicality played into this. Like if, if I were a voter and I was kind of torn between two candidates and one were a true rookie and the other is a 30 year old with a decade of international experience, I kind of might lean the former to be
1: honest. a heavily decorated 30 year old. Yeah. Player yeah exactly. that's like, like, does he really need this? But do we at a certain point, are any of these accolades even going to mean anything? To him personally? Well, there, there's not.
0: there's no more room on the right column of his Wikipedia profile. <laughs> yes. anyway, so. it's, full. it's just full. This would be like the worst award he's ever gotten. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is a real. This is truly like a real step back from what he's used to uh, garnering. So you know, what? good for him. I'm glad he avoided that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So look, if this voting was done after the playoffs, I'm sure Faku would have gotten on there because. Right. He averaged 27 minutes per game in the playoffs. No other rookie averaged more than 20 minutes per game in the playoffs. So like, if, if this was an award that included the playoffs, he would have gotten it, but I really think a lot of voters probably just had no idea who he was Jerk. throughout most of the regular oh, season. Oh, yeah, I mean you're now, only
1: basing you're only basing that on the fact that none of the announcers knew who he was or <laughs> uh, clearly the other team had no, no clue who he was.
2: I'll tell you this: Franklin Compasso out of Denver, (laughs) Frankie
1: Compasso, Frankie. Yeah, uh, he. I mean, come on, like that would have been such a great story, though. They really, the NBA, like, just can't help but just trip over themselves all the time. They just never get it right. Like, whatever it is, it's never right, never.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Patrick Williams and Isaiah Stewart like need to be on this
1: list. Yo, who are those people? But I I, I, I watch the NBA every day. I don't even know who those people are but I
2: didn't like, look, I'm I can't tell you guys, I was super dialed into this Detroit season from start to finish. So like oh, I'm not I gonna were was... you. <laughs> I won't get up in arms about it. But I did think, um prior to these results coming out, it dawned on me pretty recently that Campazzo in theory had a pretty good chance at second team. and it looks like by the way, the vote shook out,
0: he was in the running. No. yeah, I was just you... hate watching Detroit for much of the season. That's, that's why I watched them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I was
1: thinking like Detroit, like did they start to finish? It's more like Detroit, like finish to finish. Did they yeah, se- they had they had no season? Like what, well what was their season? <laughs> yeah. Uh what,
0: what what'd you guys just think of Faku's year as a whole? Because we, we've talked about you know some guys' seasons at large, like Nicola and, and MPJ a little. We touched on Will Barton on the last show. What'd you guys think of Faku's season, though? I mean, I think ultimately,
2: realistically, it's hard to expect. I mean, how do you extract more value out of a, what was it, 2.2 million this year? Like third string point guard at the start of the season. So, yeah. I mean, to really break it down to like, they don't win that many games probably without him, right? Without Jamal in that final stretch of the season. They almost certainly to get out, don't get out of round one without two competent, not one, but two competent backup point guards. So it, it evolved from this thing to, ah, like they went with this guy over Torrey Craig to like, ironically with the way the injury shook up by the end of the year, Faku was near essential. I thought Eric.
1: He was essential in that he was a warm body that could play basketball. Right, right. He just kept losing guards. Like, I mean, like he, it's crazy to me that he <clears throat> was literally the, the, the team starting point guard going into the playoffs. And for most of the playoffs, like, That's like, I think that that was actually, well, I'd have to go back and watch, but I think that that was some part of most of our predictions for Faku that he would actually become a starter or would be at least be important when playoff time came around. But like, I didn't expect it to be like a battlefield promotion, you know, like he just, he he got it because no one else was healthy Um, overall, like, I mean, Faka was so interesting. It's like you didn't really, really know what to expect out of the guy because you know we've seen other international players um, come over and and not quite live up to the hype and and not quite live up to the and one mixtapes that we see of their like crazy wrap around their defender passes and like all of that. Um, Faka was like, like oddly like fundamentally sound but then right
2: right
1: i i've never seen i've never seen a player his size and his stature in the nba that couldn't shoot it's the strangest thing i've ever seen in my entire life like every other small player like makes their bones in the nba because they're just an absolute bucket Isaiah right, like marcus Thomas, howard
2: Isaiah Ta- marcus yeah, howard right
1: like they're like guys that are like little little like water bugs and like skitter back and forth (laughs) and can just shake guys off and can just, you know, can just finish at the rim in like inconceivable ways. And fuck, I don't think, I don't feel like Faku made a layup the entire season. (laughs) Like he just can't, the man can't shoot, but he's so impactful. And like, strangely, like his, his value is most, mostly on the defensive end, which is how people, like people mostly saw him as a liability there, but like just his hustle and his heart and his, um, his tenacity and his knack for the ball, like where he would just create steals and 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 just never slow down. It it, it it's not at all what I expected out of him. It was so interesting and so entertaining. But like I, I I have like now that it's all said and done, like I have no idea what to make of Faku Composer. Still, <laughs> like no, I, I love that he's on the team. Like I love the guy, but I have no idea what to make of him. Yeah.
0: So he's probably a little better of a shooter than you think, just when you look at his year. Shot 40% from three in the playoffs. 40% from three. That is is
1: absolutely crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was Denver's, I I guess, like fifth best three point shooter in the playoffs. In the regular season, he shot 35%. So pretty. below average there. I really think Faku. just talking to the Nuggets front office and like talking to Nuggets people when they signed him, I feel like what he did this year was exactly what they expected. Like literally exactly what they thought they were getting. They got like somebody who, you know, some nights he's going to hit three, some some nights he's not. Every game he's going to have a couple steals where you're like, where the heck did this guy just come from? um so offensively sometimes he'll get taken advantage of uh, defensively sometimes he'll get taken advantage of but also he'll also have these like crazy nights when you're just like how did this guy do it so i, I think he was pretty much exactly what uh what the nuggets expected mm. and you know going into next season it's so funny because you, you always for I- at least i kind of forget about this sometimes but they're not gonna have Jamal Murray for most of next season I know. and i feel like i trust faku to Shoulder a lot of the load in the regular season. Like, I I trust him in the regular season. I just do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, they would have to. I mean, I would, I would expect that the guys that like really scouted him to before they brought him over, like had a good idea of what his game was like. It's just, we had no idea what to expect of this guy. They liked him. They liked him for
2: a while. Like, it wasn't a, oh, this guy's available. We've got no other plans type of move. You know,
1: they circled him. Yeah. Totally. And, And it's not like, you know, it's not like his his game would radically change coming to the NBA as a 30-year-old. I mean, like, you got to think that his game is his game is his game at this point.
0: Right. He's not doing much developing. Sure. Right. right. But
1: if, I, yeah. I like yeah. that the last point
2: career. by by Harrison. I mean, this is a weird sort of decision. Like, Jamal Murray will be back eventually, but he is going to miss that regular season. And I think that's a lot easier of a thing to manage from a front office perspective after that run from Faku, where whether it's starting Faku or Monte – you're pretty comfortable that the latter can be a backup point guard in a regular season setting. And for Denver to not necessarily feel like they have to adapt and pivot and like find a new guard. If they were to say, let's go with those guys and Dozier as we wait for Jamal, I think as a Nuggets fan, you go, okay, like we know, we know what they're going to get from that. And it could be a lot worse.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting. I actually want to come back to that when we when we go to the questions because I think I saw a question about free agents, Denver could target, and yep. I, I have some thoughts on that. Um, a couple more news items here before we get into the questions. Uh, Nikola Jokic going even more mainstream. The man is up for two ESPYs, including best male athlete of the year. Uh, he got an energy drink, and he's also not playing in the Olympics. So big week for Nikola Jokic, guys.
1: They're all big weeks for Nikola Jokic, dude. Everything he does is big. He's Nikola Jokic, man. It's like, and he's the MVP of the NBA. Like every week from here on out is gonna be big for him.
0: What do you think about him not playing in the Olympics vote? I wasn't surprised by it. It became official, I think that was this morning, last night. Um, but Yoke pretty much saying that. Uh, let me see if I can find the exact statement here, the translated statement. Um, Yeah, the condition of my body requires a longer absence from the court. So I I wasn't surprised by it, but um, what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, not at all surprised. I mean, I think any NBA fan, like
2: you just look at the landscape, stars are dropping like flies right now. And for at least four of those teams and Denver's one of those four, I mean, this is more like, two seasons here than one when we're really talking about the workload um deep post seasons for Jokic the guy just needs a break and, and as you, if you look at the way guys are breaking down like the notion that forget sort of spirit and will but like literally the limitations of a physical body what you can put it through uh, he he's got to be there right I mean all 72 games another deep playoff run he, he's earned that break um not surprised at all and plus I mean On a smaller scale, I think we went through this last time, right, when he had a chance to represent Serbia. And it wasn't necessarily this gung-ho thing from Jokic where he was, you know, getting ready to do it from the jump. So not surprised at all, Eric. Um, A little bummed out by the reaction. But again, like, that too is not surprising, at least in my perspective.
1: Yeah, no, it's not surprising at all. I mean, you know, for the nation of Serbia, basketball is – as close to a a second religion as as you can imagine i mean like we see all of our serbian followers i mean they're they it means so much to them and i get it like i totally get it's a bummer that he's not playing i think that there's like a variety of factors it sounds like there's there's more news to come out about why he's not playing um but you know like, the funny thing is is that we've we've gone this through this now like several times where there's some sort of international tournament jokic didn't play in one everyone flamed him for it he did play in another one and like he was benched he wasn't even starting he was barely used it was super strange um, it was strange <laughs> it was
0: like, he was he, he was miserable too he was like, totally he was, miserable. I, I don't know visibly. if everyone knows that like he was miserable playing for the serbian national team that summer it felt like he was pressured into it by this very pressure. Yeah, guilt, guilted into it. Yeah. Guilted, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like from the perspective of the Serbians, you know, I mean, w- what is the NBA? It's just like a, a, it's the place where players all around the world go and end up playing, but like, it doesn't really mean anything as far as their sort of national identity is concerned. So I, under, I, under, I definitely understand right. why they are bummed out. It, it does bum me out the fact that Anybody would go at the top human. Like, how can you like hoops amongst us can go at the top human and, and deny the top human? I mean, if he says he's tired, like okay, you know, like right, if, right. if Nicole Jokic started off next season was like, yo, I got to take a month off. I'm like, do dude, do, do you? Do yeah. you, you know, like yeah. whatever you need, my man. Like, if you need to take this season off, if you're gonna come back later, like no problem.
2: But compartmentalizing. You know, the difference between those who are simply disappointed and those who are like, I'm out on Jokic. You know, yeah. I don't want to brand the latter as the Serbian reaction. It is a bunch of individuals reacting differently. But I mean, it's been communicated to me through the Discord, through DMs, like they flat out would hope that he prioritizes Team Serbia over the NBA. Oh, yeah. Right. So to us, it's a no brainer. This is a secondary thing. He's out of gas. From the Serbian perspective, this should be at the top of the list. And For so. Sure. I can certainly sympathize um, with this base like layer reaction of this is disappointing. I know so, it,
1: it, it's funny, like, especially for us, you know, because we do have the NBA, but international competition, as far as basketball is concerned, is like, I mean, like none of our stars ever play like ever, you know, like, and, and if we they don't do, care. Yeah, we do and they, we care. don't care at all. We don't we're care like, at all. You know, like if they, if they lose, we're like, Man, what a bunch of losers! who just move on with their lives, and if they win, they're like, "Yeah, well, they were supposed to." So, right, <laughs> it's just right. not the same thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's not like the, the Olympics in Serbia for basketball is everything. It's it's everything, and like Vote said, the NBA is just not for a lot of people. You know, not for everyone, but not um, for everyone. No. For a lot of people, it kind of did. Just it, it did seem to me like you could sense this reaction was coming. Like mm. I didn't never really thought there was a good chance. Jokic was going to play for team Serbia this summer. And so you knew it was coming, but it's just kind of like something that just happens. And eventually you move past it and eventually it's over. Like kind of like a lot of things in the NBA, like yeah, just like a show, just two and it, pass. Just, it, it just keeps on rolling and you know, what's coming and you know, the discourse and, Right, and just right. you just move on.
1: And also, okay, Go ahead. I was just gonna say. Also, when the dust does settle, and you're like, "Am I really gonna be out on Nicole Eukic? I was gonna say, very,
2: very small population of people, I think, in that camp.
0: Yeah. Um, let's hit a break real quick, and when we come back, we'll get to some questions. We got a bunch of questions uh, on Twitter, so uh, we'll get to we'll get to those. A lot of really cool topics that. Can't wait to get into. Uh, first though, guys go to Gabby.com slash DNVR, gabby.com slash DNVR to start saving money on your car and home insurance. Uh Gabby customers, they save $961 per year on average. And what you have to do is go to Gabby.com slash DNVR, plug in your car and home insurance, they'll run your numbers. Gabby will, against uh 40 of the top providers. Uh, around the country, like Progressive Nationwide Travelers. They'll tell you where you're spending too much money, where you can save money. Uh, And then, like I said, you'll start saving money with them. Gabby customers save $961 per year on average. Uh, So put your policy to the test like a lot of us here at DNBR did. Get a better insurance with Gabby. It's totally free to check out. There's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash DNBR. Gabby.com slash DNBR.
1: Dude, you know, quickly, you know what the worst thing is, is that now that I'm in the office, I hear other podcasts being recorded, I am routinely used as the Rube that was paying way too much for intern. Like, they're like, and Eric was paying. All- <laughs> <laughs> now get um, a load of how stupid Eric was before he started uh, using Gabby. I'm filled with both shame and rage, and then also hope that others won't fall in my footsteps of just being asleep at the wheel when yes. it comes to their insurance payments. <laughs> Don't
0: be like Eric. <laughs> Use Gabby, Gabby. <laughs> gabby.com slash DM um at DraftKings Sportsbook guys right now first off make sure to download it uh download the DraftKings Sportsbook app use code DNVR when you do uh, and right now new users can turn $1 into $100 in site credits uh it's super easy all you have to do pick any basketball team that is still in contention bet $1 and if that team wins you win $100 in site credits uh it's that simple pick any basketball team that's still in contention bet $1 If your team wins, you get $100 in site credits. So make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credit. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. If they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code DNVR for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Wager paid out inside credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, also, guys, time for the DraftKings Pick of the Week. DraftKings Pick of the Week. Here we go. Uh, I am pulling up my DraftKings Sportsbook app right now.
1: Oh, what 76ers we
0: and Hawks tomorrow. Jazz and Clippers tomorrow.
1: Oh my God! Can you? Is there some sort of bet where you can uh, bet on the largest lead that the 76ers will blow? <laughs> what lead will Doc Rivers? Blow
2: in the game? <laughs> will Joel Embiid hit the game-winning?
1: <laughs> yeah, never mind.
0: Um, Hawks are up three-two. Right? They can close yeah. this out.
1: Yeah, they can close it out. It's uh, there's no I I did that thing has seven games written all over it. There's no chance that it ends. You process, would
0: think so. you would think it does, but Philly is just so in its own head right now. I feel like, especially right. Ben Simmons. Um, I'm gonna take the Jazz tomorrow minus one over the Clippers. Uh, I like, like that. I think that series is going seven two. I don't know how the Jazz didn't win the other night when Kawhi Leonard was out. I think he's still out, Uh, so I'm going to the Jazz minus one over the Clippers Friday night uh, for the DraftKings pick of the week. All right, back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code DNVR when you sign up. Harrison went here alongside Eric Weedham, you know him as D Line, and Brendan Vote. Should probably get to some questions, guys. I got a lot of questions from uh, DNVR listeners. so. So many. Let's hit those.
1: I I have a question. Maybe we can start off with, uh, how come every other game in the second uh, or series in the second round has been very compelling, except for the one that we were most <laughs> keyed into. That was that was not a good series.
0: Yeah. Well, well most teams that that advanced to the second round have their starting backcourt oh, okay. somewhat in place. There they're they're not starting a thirty-year-old rookie and Austin
1: Rivers, third <laughs> <laughs> third team, third team yeah. rookie.
0: The no, Nuggets. No, yeah. Not throwing any shade at Austin Rivers and me They were amazing for, for Denver. No, but, but the
2: Nuggets were down bad. They just yeah, yeah down they, real bad. They
0: hit it really well
2: by playing a team who was down even worse. <laughs> so All
0: right. Are we ready for some questions? Let's go. Let's do Let's it. Do it. Let's, I guess this is me, right? I, I'm enjoying yeah, this. I think, I think you've got the questions. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go to
2: the Discord questions first, fellas. Wait. Uh, This one comes to us from Got Zach. Vibes immaculate in Dallas? Question mark Ooh. slash. And I don't think we did this yet. So he's looking for a general reaction to the Dallas news. Plenty to talk about here, gentlemen. Oh man! Well, first just of all, I... the vibes. As, Eric, what did you say before? The vibes
1: are—they're uh, not immaculate. They're—they're uh, they're evaporated. evaporated. They've evaporated. <laughs> it. The vibes have evaporated. There. Oh, there we go. Yo, the vi- I mean, my God. I, I. You talk about like, just the crazy like. It, life coming at you fast as an NBA franchise like they were like <clears throat> when they acquired Kristaps Porzingis from the Knicks and it looked like absolute larceny um to pair with Luka Doncic like holy like i mean that was going to be like the epic pairing that like terrorized the west and you know they had a good season they they lost in the first round but really there was no shame involved. And my God, dude, they just have imploded <laughs> like so quickly. I, I just didn't I, I I certainly didn't see this coming.
0: No, it's it's absolutely crazy what's what's happened in Dallas. I mean, two days ago they had a rock solid GM who's been there forever, who's close with Luca Donci. Five years he's been yeah. in Dallas. He, he Dallas. Da, uh Donnie Nelson owns the Mavs G League team. <laughs> they're their former they're now former GM owns the Dallas Mavericks G League team. That's going to be awkward. Um
1: but Yo, they have You got to tell the whole story. We need the I need this whole the whole story. You were telling oh, me before it's Harrison. It's a little
2: complicated, but
1: I yeah, know. So, but like can, can we try and unwind this a little bit? Okay,
0: so I'll give I'll get gi- I'll give the brief background. So Mark notes us. Bob Volgaris, who Came to fame as a professional gambler by betting the Lakers in the finals in the early 2000s. Haralabob, um,
2: also known as Haralabob, just yeah, Haralabob
0: Vulgaris. Um, and since then, it has been, become like an, a really smart analytical guy and has developed all these algorithms for making money off the NBA, and they've worked. Um, he found his way into the Mavs front office and pretty much. Is Mark Cuban's right hand man? He's pretty much Mark Cuban's um, go between. He's like the go between guy between Mark Cuban and the Mavs front office. Um, most organizations have this guy. Like most organizations have a guy who's kind of, you know, the eyes and ears of the owner and who also talks a little with the basketball operations team and is that connection there. That was Bob Folgaris. And um, eventually it seems like he just gained more and more power mm. and uh, essentially it sounds like he was making decisions on behalf of you know Mark Cuban and, and pretty much acting like the team's GM and it seems like it went all the way up to you know trying to dictate rotations and whatnot which seems crazy um, but that's how it happened and now Uh, Donnie Nelson is out the, the GM who is with the for 25 years, who drafted Luka Doncic, who Lucas said he was really close with. And Rick Carlisle resigns today on Thursday. Like a guy you thought was going to be in Dallas until the end of his career. So it's wild how fast that changed.
1: But so wait, there's a missing piece here. So Haralabob is that (laughs) rises to power. How do we get to the point where the G like why why is the GM So the there? Athletic
2: the Athletic writes a hit piece on her Alibab and his growing influence in Dallas, which reads a lot like either A, everyone in Dallas hates this guy, or B, Donnie Nelson really hates this
0: guy. Yeah, it's like um, put two and two together. Who do you think was a major source for that story? Probably the former Mavs GM now.
2: So that story comes out, Eric. Mark Cuban publicly denounces it, quote, tweets the story on Twitter, says, total bullshit, um, only to then react very strongly, apparently, to that story and letting Donnie go. And then there's a chain reaction. And now Rick is gone
1: as well. So it, it can be implied that, or it can be inferred that Mark Cuban has, is fully on the side of Haraliba. <laughs> That's how it looks at this and, moment in time. And the fact that he was slandered publicly because the GM, the ensconced GM doesn't like him. That was his demise was was going up against a professional gambler and Mark Cuban's right hand man. Wow, that is crazy.
0: Yeah. I, and, I and, just yeah I was thinking about how pissed I would be if this happened to my team, you know, <laughs> like how pissed off would you be if you're a Mavs fan right now?
1: To, to to like go out this the way that they went out and you're like oh it's cool we're you know we're a young team we got Luka yeah rock yeah, solid the, organization rock solid organization but you was- know what this special guest
2: on the Bill Simmons podcast <laughs> let's lean into that direction oh my god.
1: I mean, I didn't, I didn't realize it was so ridiculous and crazy like that. I, I mean, it's that's uh wild, the crazy, we were talking about this a little bit, like the Mavericks are really a very sneaky, dysfunctional organization. Uh, like Mark Cuban is, you know, somebody that people look at as, you know, he's the shark he's on TV. He is, uh, people want him to run for president. Like there was that like insane workplace, sexual, basically assault, <laughs> uh, scandal that came out a few years ago that just like yes, really opened up the idea that uh the mavericks were you know not really run that closely by mark cuban were actually uh like spiraling out of control as far as dysfunction. yeah just like a disaster now for this to happen like my god
0: yeah mark cuban seems unhinged man like he seems unhinged right now to be honest like that that team is spiraling and the thing is uh, the Mavs don't have a big front office from what I know and from what people around the league say like who is working there right now and and also Mark Cuban his first move is was to hire a search firm to find a new uh GM or president of basketball operations like that is the move you make when you really just don't know what to do and like you just want to pawn yeah. off a search on someone else you hire a search firm to right. find the candidate for you like that When was you when classic. you fired a guy with no idea who you want to hire next exactly yeah. yeah 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 they definitely did not have the replacement lined up
2: <laughs> wild dude i mean he he i mean we're inferring here obviously but it seemed cuban pretty clearly like reacted to a public story And now guys have lost their jobs. It is a wild situation.
1: For the reaction to be that strong, it makes me feel like they were on something that that runs so much deeper that he was like, I got to cut this off immediately. I mean, it seems – I mean, it's funny. Like, he's on that – he's on Shark Tank. He's on TV all the time. Everybody knows he is. But all he's doing on Shark Tank is just collecting new businesses. Like, how – I can't – like – he only has a very finite amount of attention to give to the world. Like, it seems crazy. Like, is he worried about, you know, like the, the almond, company that he invested on during shark tank? Is he, is he to care about the Mavericks? I mean, it just seems like.
2: It's, it's also an interesting counter argument to like, you know, we always argue about the civic responsibility of an owner caring and being yes. involved and being passionate, but there's a threshold in that direction as well where all of a sudden you go, is my owner a loose cannon is he going to react to this athletic story? And so on. Um, all right. We yeah, had more questions. Crazy. Got Zach also asked us about Faku being snubbed, but we talked about that a little bit. Um, snub might be strong, but I th- I thought he was a strong candidate. And it does look like he was close in the voting. So hard yep. to be upset at the end of the day. Uh, also from Discord, and Chris P wants to know what we think of Booker sending the Sons and Four guy oh, like God. stuff, like publicly shouting him out. <laughs> it's... I don't... Go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, go ahead, Bill. Go ahead. I don't know the uh, full story. Like, I know someone dumped beer on someone. It's so, like, I don't want to, I don't know who started what. But, but You didn't see the video? You didn't see the video. I've seen the video. I can't, I I didn't see the beer. Was Did the Nuggets fan dump beer on
0: the Suns fan? The, the Nuggets, Nuggets- fan started the fight. It's Yeah, okay. yeah. Like, he yeah, was yeah. like
1: taking his rings off or something and then like went in to, do, to, to sucker punch this it's guy and then just got absolutely brutalized. Dude, like you can't. Like, I think people
2: want to say, look, oh, you can't glorify violence. But, like, that dude got sucker punched. Like, he didn't go to that game trying to fight someone. Right. Someone punched him and then he kicked his ass from the low ground. I have
0: no choice but to respect that, <laughs> yeah. fellas. Here, here's the thing, though. And th- this is the interesting thing about how violence works in our society. Like, if, <laughs> if the Suns fan, if Mr. Suns in four punched back on that Nuggets fan, and like the Nuggets fan fell back and like his head got knocked open or God forbid, like something really, really bad Mm. happened to him. Would Devin Booker still reach out to him and invite him to a game and give him tickets? No, no. So it's like, it's, it's cool that he fought back and got the Nuggets fan back from a son's perspective, but just up until the point where that guy wasn't seriously injured. Right.
2: Right. 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 That's the thing with fighting. It's it's just, it's just interesting. It's
0: just interesting how it works. Yeah. It's
2: very consequentialist, right? It's not like the approach itself could can be judged after the fact by the results. Very, very weird.
1: But I, (laughs) yeah, it is weird. Bad process. Good
2: results. Yeah, that's right. Like what's weird to me, the only thing that's weird to me is the way, like, mainstream media sort of talking about it, like it's a story. Like Zach Lowe tweeted today, "It looks like Devin Booker found that fan and he's gonna send it. It's like Suns
0: a breaking stuff. news story.
2: Yeah, I'm like the guy that hit the guy. Like, that's not really. It seems like not your jurisdiction, but at the same time, like, if I'm a Suns fan, that guy's a folk hero, and I'm jumping on
0: board. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, that guy's the man. If you're a Suns fan, yeah, I can't, dude, it,
1: it, it, we're gonna be haunted by this forever. Like, I. The, this, this like, Lloyd Christmas haircut Nuggets fan, like, I, this guy owes Denver so, like, a debt. Uh, like, I think. Like, what if that guy's a
2: subscriber? Just, like, like, like what the hell, if, man? Yo,
1: if this guy's a subscriber, like, please cancel your subscription. Like, <laughs> we, we, we do not want you, you. You are not part of the family, my man. You have
0: There's embarrassed no the city way. of Denver. Our, like, our, it was bad subs- enough. A DNVR member would never get that haircut in the first place. <laughs>
1: Now, now we would point.
0: never allow that to
2: happen in the first place. <laughs> All right. This next question's uh, for wind. I'm going to let you call an ISO based off your prior comments in this podcast. Also from the discord. C dot wants to know top free agents for Denver to look at. Oh this yeah. Summer.
0: Okay. So I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I'm a little nervous about next regular season without Jamal Murray, mm. just because of the potential, wear and tear it could put on Nikola Jokic. Mm. Um, like Jamal Murray averaged, you know, 21 points a game this season for Denver. And yeah, Michael Porter Jr. is going to look better. Of course, he's going to look like he did in the regular season again. Aaron Gordon, who people forget, was actually a pretty good offensive player in the regular season um, compared to the playoffs when he was just not good. I'm a little concerned about the load that Nicole Jokic might have to carry on the offensive end. Just if he tries to go out and play in every single game, which I assume he will again, because that's just what he does. Um, No, no Jamal Murray. Like Denver's role players will score better than they did in the playoffs in a regular season environment. Sure. Um, They've got the guards, Monte Morris, Fakon Paso, PJ Dozier. I feel comfortable with those being like my three top guards but sure. just there's going to be pressure on Yoke um, to just score a bunch next year mm. you know, over the entire regular season. Um, so to that, you know, like if the Nuggets, I don't know specifically how much cap room they're going to have. I don't think they're going to have a ton, but I think they're going to have a little bit, um, maybe like 10 million or something, depending on like what Will Barton does, what you Michael Green do. Like if they were to go out and get, a guy who could just shoulder a little bit of a scoring load, like night in night out. Maybe it wouldn't be the worst idea. What do Do you
2: have it? Do you have anyone circled just yet? Or is that more like an architect archetype sort of
0: deal? Well, I mean like that was my thought. And then I was looking at the free agent list and I was like, what if they got Kyle Lowry? Like what if they just gave Kyle Lowry like a one-year deal? Um, like I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know if they can afford Kyle Lowry. Like I doubt that happens. I mean, if but... they can, hell yeah.
2: But that feels a little <laughs> pipe dreamy. I think. But
1: Yeah, it feels, dude. To me, it's like, <clears throat> what is uh, Paul Millsap's deal? Is he? There's one year left. He does this. have another year. Oh
2: my It was God. a two-year deal, right? Um, I'm not
0: sure. I'll check on it. Double check it right now. I think he might be a free agent actually. No, it was a one-year deal. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to to
1: me, to me, like we sadly have probably seen The Last of Dead. Um, and the other play, like, so they need to look to replace that position, but they the other thing they need to look at is the backup center position, like role, like you're talking about Mm -hmm. before. I mean. In a different way to be able to spell Nicole Jokic, you know, to have an, a backup center that they actually can, you know, reliably count upon or count on to play minutes so that Jokic doesn't have to play, you know, 30 plus minutes every night or whatever.
0: Totally, man. Totally. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. They thought, not- I mean, they,
1: they thought that Hartenstein
2: was going to be that, but. Sure it was not that. <laughs> so that was a one-year, $10 million deal for Mulsap. Faku has the two-year deal. That's what I'm thinking of. Right, right. Uh, so, and age 36 in 2021. And I think it's like his 15th or 16th NBA season. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I, I feel like he's probably on the last few holes here. Yeah. So Someone asked us, I'm going to bump a question up because someone asked us, uh, is there any chance Denver gets Boban as a backup center?
1: Please. That would be great. That'd dude, be fantastic. I'm dude.
2: here for it, dude.
1: Dude, I'm so here for that. If that could happen, is he still on the Mavericks, right? I can't even remember.
2: <laughs> look up his contract deal, he is on the Mavericks. He's
1: on the Mavericks, and you know, as we know, that that's a, a, a sinking ship, so who knows? Like, maybe <laughs> everything. I mean, I don't know how what Tim Conley's relationship is with the uh GM to be named, but maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's good. Um, well, so, if it's Calvin,
0: uh, if it's Calvin Booth, it will be good.
2: Oh man, Oban is an unrestricted free agent. Let's freaking go, dude!
1: Let's freaking go! How much you, did he make this last
2: year? Uh it was not very much, like seven million. I think. Well, seven million yeah. was the total he made. Three five this last
1: year. Oh baby,
2: I'll say this: yes. you could kill two birds with one stone. Instead of saving a roster spot for Jokic's friend, you could oh, make it bro. a guy that actually plays. Dude, I'm just <laughs> I, really actually, I love Flacco. That was uncalled for. But Oof, generally speaking, harsh. that does seem to be a reserved seat on that bench.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm all in on Boban. Um, I think that'd be really cool. That'd be fun. Good uh, potential for content with him. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to watch his buddy.
1: I would like to watch other teams get Boban, not us. Right, right.
0: You wouldn't have to play against him. Nicole Jokic once called Boban his best friend in the league. True story. Oh so what I'm
2: saying. I do think though, Harrison, you made a very interesting point that on the one hand, can Denver survive with the point guard platoon as assembled? Sure. But what does that do in terms of the load on Jokic? That's a really interesting angle. And I also wonder if along those lines of thought, if the question is just, is next year the first year in a while where Denver, like, maybe a three seed isn't really a goal of theirs, right? If you have to rest Jokic here and there. And I mean, I can't envision that to be honest, like Malone and Jokic are going to go every game if they can, but like, you know, maybe it's just a deal where like you just try to manage that load, like manually, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, the question will come down to the question that everything will come down to is just how much is Nicole Jokic going to play in the regular season Mm -hmm. next year. And based off the last uh, six years, his entire career, he's going to try to play every game. So. Man, I am. I am
2: sorry, Serbia, but I am just thrilled he's not playing in the like selfishly. Man, I'm, rest up, rest up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next question. Um, uh, Bucket since eighty eight, Discord legend Peter wants to know what is our level of confidence in the Comcast situation being resolved by the start or the end of next season.
0: Uh, 0%. Mm, that's like, good. why, why would it get solved at this point? <laughs> There's <laughs> zero know? evidence to suggest it's trending in the right direction. Right. No, there have been zero steps that have been taken, at least from what I can gather or what I can tell that. Both, they've
2: been on the same public position, both sides respectively, right. for 14 calendar months.
0: Right. And you know, Comcast isn't going to back down because...
1: Uh altitude
0: altitude to comcast is like a piece of plankton in the pacific ocean right they just don't care
1: i know that that is the funny thing like the funny thing is that like in the public discourse everyone is just like oh okay like a billionaire is but we're supposed to feel sad for that it's like yeah it's like one billionaire versus a multinational multi-billion dollar conglomerate like that that's who you're on the side of i mean it sucks (laughs) that we have to pick sides here like both obviously we we don't we don't have to pick sides we don't have to
0: pick sides both are wrong i think we can just say both are wrong i don't think we have to pick sides it's like watching
2: utah versus paul george you're like yeah they're both the bad guys
1: i actually don't think both are wrong i like to me this is so this is just clear collusion this is clear like um what happens when you have a monopoly and monopolies just act as monopolies do it. They, they, there's no ethics involved. They just capitalism dictates that you do whatever you can to get the most money out of any situation you can like any uh, people or feelings or anything be damned. And and Comcast is in a position where they're able to just lean on uh, whoever they want to get whatever they want, because they have so much power and they put the Cronkies in a position where it's like, yo, uh, here's the deal Um, we're going to give you 15 cents and they're like that's not enough they're like we'll we'll screw you and then that's the end there's no there's no look. i I hear
2: you i just it almost sounds like painting the cronkies as the little guy which they're not like they know all about how to exploit the capitalistic system for their own it's true
1: i know it's true but like in this situation they are i mean you know the the it comes back to where everyone would just be like dude just take the l and get it on tv and you know you can afford it um, i i mean i get all of those arguments it's just like I, I in no world can i be sympathetic towards the comcast side of this argument where it's sure, like, sure. yeah what are you gonna like do i mean they're though, multinational conglomerates so they can do whatever the hell they want so sorry like it's just gross that neither side it feels even a little bit guilty about using the people of denver as liberal. well that's it that's it's, the it's real losers
2: disgusting. is everyone else who's on. it's the absolutely ball. disgusting
1: right. it's absolutely disgusting
0: all right, another I question. Can't, uh, I can't believe they might miss out on a third year of Nuggets basketball. It's I wish a, I could say fucking that. Fucking crazy. I believe it, but yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. It
2: is still to, a failure of ownership to be in this position to not have any backup plans to not just fork up that money three in
0: years. 3, three years. 3 it, oh, years?
1: It's insane, dude. It's I mean, when, when, when the best
0: with, player that's ever going to play for the Denver Nuggets is at in his prime, ever. just and, won his MVP. And just not only that,
1: year. like you saw the reverberations, you saw like the real life manifestations of what this holdout and what's the, the, what this blackout looks like in the crowd that was at yeah, those playoff yeah. games. Like they didn't like, not everyone knew quite, no, they didn't know how to be, they didn't quite know like what, I mean, they've just been cut off from this team and
0: kneecaps, people are excited
1: man, at the it's... idea that they're in the playoffs and the MVP is there, but like, you know, unless you're us or any of these other sickos that are listening to this podcast right now, <laughs> that are just like live and breathe the Denver Nuggets which you can't expect like that. I mean, you know, if, if we were talking about the Rapids or just some other team that you weren't, didn't have an emotional connection to, it's like really understandable that you would lose touch with them. And if you had to, you know, like really effort to be able to even watch them, right. um, It's like understandable that the, the city of Denver is like, not quite emotionally prepared to like, Put really put their back into cheering for the Nuggets, like a team that they've sort of like have not, that's been growing in the darkness for for so many years.
2: Do you guys see that? Like, I think it's like American Express commercial or something. And it's this football club and they've just been uh uh promoted to the top flight for the first time. And the owner goes out and she buys all this new orders right. of merch so that everyone in the city can like, I, I laugh out loud when I watch that. Meanwhile, the Gronkies, Jokic's MVP, just went to the conference finals, and they're signing like the opposite. They're like, "Get us meanwhile, off." Meanwhile,
0: meanwhile, the Nuggets are handing out the same shirts to the crowd that they did in 2019. Exactly. That's exactly. not that's true. These ones, were, these
1: ones, these ones for white. The other ones for blue.
0: How about that, Get your facts straight. Well, <laughs> I don't, that's, the, the not funny, what, that's not what I heard. But yo,
1: well, I I, I have both, so I'll uh, I'll I'll take anyone to task that wants to argue with me on that, but. Um, It is like, it just, it's funny to me that um, we, the three of us, the four of us, if we're including Adam, which I don't generally like to do, like, this is our podcast now, screw that guy. Um, But we were able to come up with, like, we came up with new taglines and like directions on how to frame the playoffs ourselves like in a room and then we were able to just like come up with new artwork in in a matter of like a few days but somehow like the nuggets organization they're like what if if we just say elevate and they're like (laughs) they're like okay cool with like uh for this year they're like no for every year moving forward Yeah, we'll just like we'll swap the sponsor out and then it'll be fine (laughs) we are elevate that's us all right uh let's do one more
0: let's do one more Then let's hit a break. break Um, this one
2: comes to us from the homie at Wald of Oz. I met him tonight at the oh, DNVR bar. He made the trip from Oakland. Um, wow, he really wanted to get a question in on the show. Huh? That was it. Oh, yeah, he came all the way from Oakland. Sure, got on a flight. No, he wanted to see the nuggets in the playoffs. Um, but yeah. Chris Paul had
1: other plans. Oz,
2: Ozzy was great to meet you though. Uh he wanted to know about Bull's future in Denver. Is there anything Denver get for him if they decide to move
1: on? Um yeah, that's it, dude, it's it's so done. For, it's it's so done with ball in Denver. There's no future for ball and Denver. Yeah, I mean I just think the
2: question is can Denver get that like second round pick back, you know? No. Um that they burned I think on yeah, him.
0: I think yeah. I think you yeah. get a second round pick for him. Yeah. Me too. Some team should take that flyer. Some team should uh, hey, I, mean, I, I would I would trade a second round pick for Bull. <laughs>
2: I I would, even after seeing all the reasons why you wouldn't in practice for a full season. I get it. Like the dude's really talented. There are a lot of second round picks that won't sniff his talent
0: level. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, just watching him in the playoffs, like the one game I went to and just watching, like he was sitting as far away from the rest of the team as you could possibly (laughs) be sitting. Like I I think I was closer to the team huddle than he was. Like he had like one leg, like just pointed towards the tunnel. (laughs) it, I mean, I, he was just so deeply disconnected from that team. Michael Malone, obviously, like he and Michael Malone have no connection of any kind. Like, as, as much of a players coach is, or Michael Malone is, and he makes these deep connections with, with players that we always are really impressed by. Like, if you're not a Michael Malone guy, if you're on the outside of a Michael Malone circle, like it is cold and you are not going <laughs> to be <it>.
2: like <laughs> I know, Eric. I was on the outside
0: of
1: that circle for an entire road trip.
0: They, it was tough.
1: Uh, It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Sometimes when you're at games, you see Bull walk out after halftime and there's just like six minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Ball is uh,
2: running at his own speed for now. I think, um, take a break.
0: Yeah. Let's hit another break. And on the other side, we'll wrap up with, uh, some more questions. Uh, first guys, make sure to check out Solace meds. If you're coming into the DNBR bar this week, They've got a location right by the bar. Uh, I went there, Harrison. I went there
2: last week. It was you really did. Great.
1: did you get, How was it? You get it? a king cone.
0: It was good.
2: Uh, I don't. Again, I don't want to reveal to the public what my units are in this context, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a hefty unit, and the twenty percent off was um, was nice. It was nice to have. And the, the staff knew who I was. They knew about DNBR. Uh They were excited to have me. So check out Sal's Dude,
1: Salis I gotta Beds. say, I, I'm proud of you for. For the first time that I've been you, not revealing your unit here on the internet. Congratulations.
2: <laughs> that's a great
1: callback. Thanks, bro. <laughs> oh,
2: so good. I mean, I might go like burying my head in the
0: sand, but that's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to get that twenty percent off, you use code DNVR twenty at checkout. Just mention DNVR; they'll treat you like a VIP. Uh, DNVR twenty for twenty percent off. Uh, that's valid at all of their locations. They've got one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway, one just blocks from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. If you head into their Wheat Ridge location, you can get a free Solace bar or King Cone when you mention the code as well. Uh, that's only at the Wheat Ridge location. If you stop in at any of the other locations, make sure to use that code DNVR20 uh, for 20% off uh, all of your units, all of your units. Whatever that may be. Um, Also, give the folks over at uh, Chevalier Mortgage a call. If you need help with your mortgage, maybe you're buying a house for the first time. Uh, They make that process really, really easy for you when it can be really complicated. Uh, Check them out at www.dnvrmortgage.com. You can get set up for a free consultation uh, at that URL. And you can also enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Uh, Like I say, get set up with a free consultation with Chevalier Mortgage, Mike and Virginia Chevalier uh, at dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006 and Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Uh, They're great people. Uh, They're DNVR members. They love Denver sports, so uh, hit them up today. And finally, at Hassle Cattle Company right now, this is exclusive for DNVR listeners. You guys can buy three of them, get one free. Buy three flank steaks, get one free. They're giving away, you're telling
1: me that they're giving away Wagyu beef?
0: They're giving away one flank steak. All you got to do is buy three of them. They're only $9.99 a piece. Affordable, super tasty. Yo. The marbling,
1: impeccable.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: the marbling is immaculate, my man. The marbling
0: is amazing. Um, how you get that is you use code DNVRFLANK at checkout at hasslecattlecompany.com. Buy three flank steaks, uh, that perfect Wagyu beef, get one free with the code DNVRFLANK at hasslecattlecompany.com at checkout. If you're in the area, if you stop in at the DNVR bar, we have Wagyu beef on our burgers, top-notch stuff. Tastes good every time. Uh, So, yeah, if you're in the area, make sure to check that out.
1: My only hope in just, I guess, life in general is that somehow, someway, I end up with the nickname of DNVR Flank. I just want people to start calling me DNVR Flank from here. (laughs) I just love the Wagyu beef so much.
0: Yeah, you do have Wagyu beef running through your (laughs) Oh, man, that's too good. All right, welcome back into the DMVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure to use code DNBR when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Let's finish up with a couple questions here. Um, we're almost up in an hour already, so another short show, but let's finish up with some questions.
1: Yeah, just quickly, if I could take people behind the uh, curtain here. I think we've revealed this before. Almost every single show we do with Adam Marez before we start, he's like i don't know if we have much to talk about guys we can make it a short show and then we have absolutely at the end of it we're like all right we should shut up we can uh, move on we've never done a short show not one time
0: <laughs> it's impossible for us to you're, do a mute, short you're show.
1: muted vote you're muted vote all uh, right it's a money down
2: guarantee for a longer show, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. show. That's good. Stuff. Right, i feel like we're in full off season mode already i love oh, it Straight off season mode um too tall tucker noah tucker member discord legend also a page of the bar. He wants to know will the Nuggets play less through Jokic last year, next year. Um, kind of hard to imagine without Jamal Murray, right? I mean, maybe there's an effort to get other guys involved, but like that's that's layer B after Jokic is Murray. So I mean they're gonna like if they're gunning for a top three seed again, I can't imagine they're playing any less through Jokic. What do you think, Wend?
0: Yeah, well, I'm just imagining us like making our predictions for next season during training camp and we're going to predict how many points per game Nikola Jokic average and averages and we're all probably just going to guess too low and he's going to go over again that's um so without Jamal Murray I mean feels like they're going to probably play more through him
1: of course they are he wins the MVP and they're like all right well uh I guess that was fun. Let's so let's change how we do things. <laughs> he's the most valuable player. Like, why would you play less? To the most. I mean, like the player?
2: argument would be like, so he's less taxed next time learn. around, so you have more versatility. But there, I'm with you, Eric. I mean, the reality is, um, of course you, not. You, you, you lean on your best players. It's what you do.
1: Yeah, like like in what in like 2007, 2008, they're like, you know, is this the year we start playing? less through lebron james like, <laughs> we don't want him to feel taxed i mean just like play him just like make him sit like give him some uh load management you don't play less through like nicole Jokic.
2: another question from noah hopefully eric likes this question better uh, <laughs> um the best potential point guard to replace murray slash possibly play with him when he returns is that guard already on this team it's monte dude yeah, I mean, I don't know about exactly. Like, I don't know about perfect or best if you're going to go full fantasy pipe dream, but that's kind of exactly how I view Monte. I mean, he's a guy who could start in place for 70-plus games.
0: Um, And then if you needed to go, and they have gone Monte Murray together in the past. Yeah, Monte showed so much in these playoffs. He was damn good in the playoffs. Like, really? he was terrible in his first playoff run, okay last year in the bubble he was really good this year in the playoffs. Well he was
1: like good and then not. Good. he was like as cold as he was hot he at was the beginning like, of that uh yeah he yeah, when, the you know Malone, Malone had to text him and be like yo which one yeah. are we getting tonight right, right but right, I mean right. I I think that anybody who doesn't think that the Nuggets are gonna are planning on just running it back is fooling themselves well. like the, the the only changes that are going to be are just like minor around the edges changes like Paul Millsap won't be on this team next year. They're going to have to try and solve the backup center, but we're not going to get Kyle Lowry. We're not going to like, because we didn't get to see what this team actually was, you know, like there's no chance that the front office is going to be like, well, you know, we, we saw that we had like the perfect combination of players, but you know, maybe we can find a different perfect combination of players. Like, Right. I mean, so so I think Monte's
2: fine. I mean, to Wynn's earlier point, you do want someone who can take some of the scoring load. And at that point, I think, like, Will Barton opting in becomes pretty important. Um, yeah. So we'll see. But I think, like, Monte is a, a tenable option in, in this circumstance.
0: Yeah, like the sales pitch to Will Barton, if you're the Nuggets and you want him to opt in, is like, look, <laughs> we need you. <laughs> we need you. To be thrilled, Barton, next year.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no diminished role this time yeah, around.
0: Exactly how you want to play. That's yeah. what we're going to need from you next year. And I think that's going to be a fairly impactful pitch. I mean, I
2: won't pretend to know Will or what he wants, but it certainly sounds like like the starting position is important to him. Yeah. So, you know, with the way his injuries just went, maybe his, his confidence in terms of what he's going to get in free agency. If you're Denver and you go, look, dude, our plan is to start you. And if we make another deep playoff run, you're a big part of those plans. Yeah. I think that's appealing. I think that's appealing. I think to it's Will.
0: appealing, but I could also see Will's agent saying, Oh, you really need Will this year? Okay, let's get a long-term deal done. Because right, that's yeah. that's yeah. really <laughs> what he wants.
2: Show me like, what you need.
0: How right. bad do you need him? How bad right. do you really need him? How about three years with the player
1: option? <laughs> Man, I, I had a I had Good a vision. <laughs> <laughs> I had a vision flashed through my brain as soon as she said like he wants to be appreciated and i just saw will barton playing in memphis next year mm. i could totally see that happening like i don't want it to happen but it could totally happen i mean that that's another place where maybe huh? what Noah's asking about could take place like getting another player that could play the two that could ultimately then play alongside jamal murray that's entirely maybe some
2: kind of like sign and trade with memphis or something yeah something yeah i also wonder if indiana will get involved if my memory serves me me correct that was the team that uh i believe outbid denver i think that came out that there was like a 10 million dollar something like that that indy gave him more money and and will wanted to stay in denver so Mm -hmm. i wonder if if you're correct look at that every now and then i remember something um russ hamilton wants to know if you're tim Connolly. He actually said Tim C, but I'll just I'll just assume he's talking about Tim Connolly. Do
0: you prefer MPJ?
2: uh, Do you offer MPJ the max?
0: Absolutely, no questions asked. Day one of free agency, I'm offering MPJ the max. Hell
1: yeah! Absolutely,
0: absolutely.
1: I know it's funny. Like MPJ's star really fell in that second round, and actually just in the playoffs in general. But man, that guy is so talented. Like his, I mean, his, I mean.
0: look, let, let me amend that by saying, yes, if you don't go right away and offer them the max, but MPJ's agent will ask for the max and then you give it to them. Yeah. Sorry. And then,
2: and they did it early with Jamal. Um, And you have to remind yourself like why teams like Denver do that. Remember Utah didn't extend Gordon early. And then he was just so pissed that relationship became irreparable. Um, So, Like, there is this, hey, we believe in you, let's put our money where our mouth is kind of thing now when you're a non-glamour market that doesn't want to – I mean, we're already seeing the Zion reports, right? That's just what you want to do is not be
0: in those. No player wants out. Um, To Russell's point – Hold on, on MPJ real quick though. Yeah. My – like, it was a month and a half ago when we were saying this guy's a star. Like, he looked like a star in the regular season. Like a bona fide star, yep. um, and yeah, his playoffs I, I think was frustrating at times because he just got so exposed defensively. And right now, can I say that he's gonna be a lot better defensively in the playoffs next year? No, I can't, and that's kind of scary. Um, but then again he's about to turn 23 it was just his second season that, yeah. and like i said it, during the regular season the guy looked like a star so it's yeah, it, I, i'm very comfortable giving him the max the and, he, thing, and he'd
1: be tradable on the max too if right, you wanted that, to trade him yes. at some point yeah, exactly it's funny just cuz the uh, the regular season like really showed his strengths and the the playoffs were just designed to when you play a team over and over and over you just find their weakness and go at sure, it and yeah. just like the fact that the weakness of the Denver Nuggets was Michael Porter Jr. is like pretty disheartening, um, but, but you just have to re- remind
2: yourself like wasn't Jamal twenty two when Derek Wright was like pl- practically playing him off the floor. Yeah, but then Jamal buzzer? came back.
1: At, then Jamal re- came back and you know single handedly. Right. I mean, he had incredible moments. Absolutely. But, you know, look, Porter also,
2: like, elimination game, knockout game six. Porter dropped six threes in the first quarter. So <laughs> You're
1: right, though. You're right, though. Like, uh, Murray got absolutely exposed defensively. But it wasn't the, – the difference being is that it just wasn't over and over and over over an entire playoff series. Like, I, I figured it you. out.
2: I hear you. Like, it's just, like, it's also the context. Like, in Denver at that point, is it – it's not so much do we give Porter the max in the vacuum. It's, like, do we stick with these three? And to me, that's like a, a no-brainer. Um, and and you, Porter, everyone likes to point out like, oh, he's the same age as like Aiton and all these guys. Porter has yet to have a full off season in the NBA. A full, and he didn't play very much in college. So to think this is who he's going to be, I think is a little short-sighted. Um, more questions though. Keep this moving. Uh, I did not write down who asked me this question. I apologize. I'm very sorry. Someone asked us why is it so hard for Nuggets to retain 20 plus point leads?
0: I mean, I think it's hard for every team. Yeah. I really I team. really think it's one of those things where if you watch a team long enough, you're gonna see them give up a ton of 20 point leads. I think it
1: just kind of happens. Well, it's like in hockey, and this is just like a this doesn't like human psychology. In hockey, the worst lead to have is a two-goal lead for whatever reason. you it's because <clears throat> like psychologically you start to take your foot off the gas. You feel like you got the cushion, you're, you know, you're in a commanding yeah. position. And then like once the first goal happens, like then suddenly you're on your heels and the second goal comes quickly. And the same thing, like once you sort of like take your foot off the gas psychologically, it's like really hard to regain that, that edge in a game on um, that. I mean, that's just always what happens.
2: I think 20 point leads are really hard. And that's not because it's hard to get out to a twenty-point lead. I think it's the notion of retaining one is actually just what makes that so difficult. Uh, Mark Cologne uh, at Mark Cologne on Twitter wants to know what is the most important financial decision the Nuggets have to make this off-season. Order
0: that MPJ question. Yeah, I mean the the MPJ rookie extension, which they can get done with them up until the first day of next season. Um, I mean, I've got to think that's their number one priority. Um, I, I don't know what Michael Malone's contract is. I think he has two years left on it. so like one year in a team option, but I'd be cool with them extending Malone. Mm. Um, he's earned it. Other than that, like they really don't have a ton of huge financial decisions to make this year. Um I feel like next year is the year when you have to think about the luxury tax thing again, because Aaron Gordon's deal is up after next season. And Michael Porter Jr.'s deal, it's not going to start until the 2022-2023 season. He's still on his rookie contract next season, even if they agree to the extension. So in two years, uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about financially.
2: Right. I think for now, the two biggest things are like, kind of straightforward one is out of your control and barton opting in or out and the other is porter which is in my opinion a no-brainer you just give them that deal so yeah. um uh, john neon on twitter says rank the following guards in order of who you want back the most next year okay barton shack austin
0: marcus that might be the order. <laughs> I know, like, yeah, I mean Barton is, is clearly <laughs> number one on that for me. Like honestly, he's the only one of those guys I really want back. If I'm Let's talk about Austin Rivers honest, though, right? I, I'd that... be yeah, I'd be cool with Austin Rivers coming back. I th- feel like he'd be a nice I mean fifth guard at that mm-hmm. point if he is back. Um but yeah, Will Will to me is the only one of those guys that I think Denver has to like go out of their way to, to retain. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I really enjoyed having Shaq, but didn't seem to be a big part of what Malone had in mind, which I think tells you a lot too, because he's such a defensive minded coach for him to not go to Shaq right away. Like those offensive deficiencies. um, Like we see them in the game. I have to wonder how much they rear their head in practices as well. So I like Shaq. I could move on from Marcus Howard as well. And the thing with Austin is I don't – that'd be great as like a fifth guard or whatever, but totally. I, I think he shot himself into a bigger pay scale in that one game <laughs> Yeah, Portland, you know? Yeah,
0: and just more playing time. I mean, if he comes back and Will comes back, maybe it depends on what Will does because if mm. Will Barton's not here, you could definitely see a scenario where they kind of need Austin Rivers. Yeah. Um, but if Will is here, he's behind – monte faku pj and will at the guard spots
2: mm. yes
0: that doesn't sound too appealing if I'm so you don't players. want to overpay for that for sure i mean we have oh. a bunch more questions guys but yeah, that would let's be... do uh, it, it, or is that all the good ones <laughs> uh, that's all the ones i would written down we could be here all okay. night if i scroll through but yeah that's probably good for uh tonight guys Fun show. Uh, that was a fun show. Got through a lot. Fun. Answered a lot of questions. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for hanging with us. Uh, we'll be back for another show Friday. Tim Connolly's doing a presser, an end of year presser, Friday morning. Uh, so we'll record Friday afternoon, post that show Friday night uh, to get you guys all caught up on that. What Tim had to say, uh, and you know everything that happens at an end of year press conference. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you then. And before we get out of here, guys, make sure to hit up stravacraftcoffee.com. Use code DNVR25 to get 25% off your first purchase. Stravacraft Coffee, of course, that CBD infused coffee that I could take away some make and pain, just improve the quality of your day a little bit. Uh, so check them out, stravacraftcoffee.com. Get 25% off your first purchase when you use the code DNBR25. You can get a StravaCraft coffee subscription. Get your coffee every two, four, six, or eight weeks and receive 25% off when you use the code DNBR25 for your first purchase. If you've bought from StravaCraft coffee before, make sure to use code DNBR20 for 20% off.